started writing my book. That's when I started writing my stories, the food stories of a food addict. And I, I got it. I said, then the flip is true. When we overeat, when we when we're craving foods, when we want certain things, it is it is because we associate that food with pleasurable memories, memories that we want to experience over and over again, and we think it's the food, it is, and it's not the food, it's the feeling. And so the secret here's the I'm giving you the secret sauce. I'm giving anybody that's, that's listening. Here's the secret sauce. We need to separate our feelings about a food from the food itself. When we, when we can get to the point where we can make that separation, that is the first step toward freedom. That is the first step toward power, confidence, joy. That is the first step to separate our feelings from the food. Welcome to the Gabby You Show. I am your host, Gabby Udabor. I am a functional medicine health consultant a nurse practitioner, a women wellness strategist, and an entrepreneur and a speaker. I am also a wife and mother to four amazing children. I have been through many struggles with health, career, and business that has shaped me to be this resilient woman I am today. And now, through this show, myself and other amazing women from all walks of life will be sharing our stories of the struggles, victories that has made us the woman we are today. Our discussion will range from different things like health, business, career, faith, motherhood, and so much more to encourage you to become that amazing woman you are meant to be. This is your one stop for all things to empower you, the woman, because I know you were meant for more. So get yourself settled and maybe with your favorite drink and let's get this going. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Gabby You Show. I am your host, Gabby Udebor. And today I have an amazing guest, Michelle Pettis. And before we go into our discussion today, I would like to tell you some things about her. Michelle Pettis is a master food story finder, author and recovering food addict. Her first book, Living Large, a food addict's memoir, How I Won a 40-Year Battle Over Obesity, features the award-winning story, The Cake is in the Mail. After gaining and losing 700 plus pounds over four decades, Michelle finally discovered that the secret to finding freedom from fat is in the story behind the events, experiences, and memories that formed her beliefs, attitudes, and habits about food, eating, and hunger. And um, so, yes, by unlocking her own unique food stories, Michelle debunks long-held misconceptions and misconnections about the mind, body, and food. And with this insight, Michelle helps others find their own food truths. She currently offers private coaching for select clients who are ready to find, face, rewrite, and replace their own food stories. And that is Michelle Pettis for you. Michelle Pettis, welcome to the Gabby View Show. I am so excited to be here. I was, you were reading and I'm like, well, who is that woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a different perspective when somebody else is reading it. It's like, who is that? <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you here too. 
So, um, Michelle Perez, I want you to, you know, I have my lovely questions, the lovely icebreaker questions, I call them, um, that I want to start with. And talking about that, we're talking about, we're going to talk a lot of stuff on food stuff. So, I want you to tell me, what is your favorite food? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I knew that coming, I knew that question was going to come up, right? And, you know, I, you know, all, I always say, well, you know, is a is a mango martini? Is that food? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of liquid food. <laughs> so you know, you know, here, you know, here's the thing: is like before I started this journey, and before I got real clear about about the purpose of food, and why you know why we eat what we eat, I used to think, oh my goodness, I just love food. You know, I just love food more than other people. I, I just love food more than most people. And, you know, there's like, no, I don't, there's no emotional connection to, to eating, to eating. It's just that I like food. And that's kind of the end of the story. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, a friend of mine who, as long as I have known her, uh, has been slender, never had a problem with her weight. And we were having a conversation and she said, oh my gosh, I love food. And I look, and I'm thinking, how could you how could you love food? Look at you. And, 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 even, you know, and even then, even then, it didn't, I, I didn't make the connection is that loving food doesn't have anything to do with the amount, right? And um, so I will say, I will say this is that as I have completed, not completed this journey, but as I am on this new journey of awareness food tastes better to me now, right? And, you know, I, I, can't, even, I can't even really say that, um, that I have a favorite food, but, here, but here's what, I, will, I have a favorite genre. My favorite genre of food is anything that is highly spiced and highly flavored. Mm, so that's people, my jam. <laughs> so, so, tea, so people tease me because I'm, I'm putting hot, hot sauce and cayenne pepper. So if I if I had to name a favorite, it would be it would be hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> and it's spicy and well flavored. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because you know, Gabby, you know, if it if 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 it is well seasoned, right? Because if, if it's well seasoned mm -hmm. and has a good flavor and it's high quality, you don't need as much of it to be satisfied. That's right. And so, and so we've gotten we've got this notion, you know, in this culture and in, in many places that more is better. Oh, that place is great that they, they give you so much. Well, yes. No, you we don't we don't really we don't really need that much. I just I just talked to this woman. I met a woman um, last week, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but here we go. Um, I met a woman in the doctor's office last week, and she told me that she had um, just finished a 30 day water fast for 30 days. All she did was drink water. She had, she had a couple cups, you know, a couple cups of coffee, mm. you know, three or four cups of coffee, but for the 30 days, all she did was drink water. And so once she told me that I said, well, what did you learn in those 30 days? And she said, oh my gosh, you are the first person to ask me that question. Everybody else wants to know how much did you lose? And so I said, well, okay, um, you can tell me that, but I'm really, really interested in what, what you learned. And she said, what I learned was this, 
we don't need as much food as we think we need. I mean, I was just like blown, you know, blown away uh, that she came, she came straight with that. We don't need, and, and, yes. and, and, the, and the reality is we can survive longer without food than we can without water. That's right. You know, so, you know, and water, I, water, I was, when I was yo-yo dieting for all those years, for 42 years, yeah, but here's what I would do. And, and you know this, I mean, in every plan, it says get eight hours of sleep, drink eight glasses of water, or get, you know, hydrated, and to journal, to write. It tells you, they tell you in every, no matter which one you, they tell you to do those three things. I yes. never did any of those things. Ne I never did them until this last time. And when I, and I, in my program, I call that DSW, not the shoes, drink, drink, sleep and write, right? Mm -hmm. um, and what I got was, you know, getting the eight hours of sleep is so important because it helps with impulse control, right? And in sleep is when we get rejuvenated. That's when our body processes the toxins and the fat and all of that out of our bodies. And the reality is, is that obesity is a disease. It's a, it's a disease. And we get healed from getting rest and from sleep. So we need, we need that in order to heal this disease that plagues our body. And the writing piece of it, a lot of, a lot of, um, programs here, they just want you to do a food diary. What am I eat? You know, what do you eat? What do you write? What do you eat? And while that's important, my work is on not, it's the what's important. You got to do that. But it's why, why are you eating? Why this particular food now? Why this? Why now? What is it that, what is it? What's, what just happened? What does this food make you think of? When did you first have this food? What is this food? I mean, that. And when you get to that kind of work, just, just the, the story behind the food, as I call it, then it just, it frees, it frees you up. It frees you up to deal with all the stuff that's on the plate. So that's my favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, I mean, this, uh, I mean, I'm hoping all our listeners, you know, these things you need to be jotting down because these stuffs are. They might sound like it's complicated, but they are pretty easy that if you follow them, they pretty work. They work pretty good. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. the, yeah. So the next thing I want to ask you is, um, what is your favorite quote? What's my favorite? My Oh, my favorite, my favorite quote. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I am, um, I should know it. I should know it by heart, but I really don't know it by heart. But it is a it is a quote by Maya Angelou. And Maya. <laughs> yes, yes. And the quote is, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit to the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. And um that that's that that sums it up for me. That, that, that sums it up for me, is that it's all about transformation, right? It's, it's all about transforming how we manage food. 
And I don't, and you know, Gabby, and I don't even say relationship with food, right? And, and, the, and I'm really intentional about that. And the reason that I don't say relationship with food is because when we say relationship with food, we're giving food powers that it does not have. Yes. And we should manage food and have relationships with people. And when we start, when we start having relationships with food, that means that we are, we are using food when we should be using people. The only problem that food will solve is hunger. That is the only, that is the only thing that it can do. But when we feel like food can um, be a cure for boredom or loneliness or sadness or frustration, and we look to food for those things, then that means we aren't looking to people for them. And it becomes a, it becomes a barrier and it keeps us from connecting. It keeps us connecting with with our people, and it really keeps us from connecting with ourselves. That's right. When we make it, when we make it, when we make it about the food, and you know, one of the one of the um, one of the examples that I that I use in my training, I use several of them, but this is this is one that is really sometimes clarifying. Um, so you go out to dinner, right? You go out to dinner with a group of people, colleagues, friends, whatever the case may be. And you have made some good choices. You've made great choices at dinner. Maybe you got, maybe you got um, a salad with some grilled fish and just a little bit of dressing. And you turned down the cornbread or the rolls. You did, you did all that. You didn't get anything to drink. But you, you, you're, satis you're satisfied. You're full. You're not hungry. You feel great about the choices that you made. You feel like, mm, I, I did the thing, right? I did it. <laughs> and then the server comes around at the end of your meal. Can I offer anyone dessert? And they pull out the dessert card. And on the dessert card, it's cheesecake, the molten lava thing, the, mol the molten lava, the apple pie with ice cream, the all, all the stuff. And everybody at the table gets dessert. And then it's your time to order. So here's the thing. Peer pressure, peer pressure is a real thing, oh, yeah. right? Peer, peer pressure is a real thing. And this is a circumstance where that sometimes comes up. And someone's ability, someone's ability to say, oh, I'm good, I'm full. No, I just have coffee. I think I'll pass. That's all right. No matter what everybody else is doing in the table, that doesn't have anything to do with their relationship with food. That has everything to do with their relationship with themselves and their willingness to stand in their own power and conviction, mm -hmm. no matter what anybody at the table says. Oh, you're not going to have dessert. This is good. Oh, you're on a diet, but you know you've already lost. You've already lost some weight. This is this is not going to hurt. One little piece of pie is not going to hurt. So you're ready to stand up and and fight to fight for your own space. Because here's what happens, and it has happened to me time after time. I do that, right? Someone at the table will say to me, oh my goodness, I wish I had your willpower. I wish I had your self-control. In invariably it happens. And what I want to say is that it doesn't have anything to determination, willpower, self-control. It doesn't have anything to do with that. What it has to do with is the fact that I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want the consequences of what eating that is going to do. I don't, I'm not prepared to deal with that. 
And so if you don't have desire for something, then you don't have to, you don't have to use willpower. You don't have to use self-control. You don't have to use self-discipline. You don't have to use any of that if you change the root. So when I, when I, before, when I looked at dessert or all my favorite food stuff that I like, all I thought about was the taste, was the now, or what's good. That, that was how I made a decision. What am I going to eat? What's good? I never made decisions on how will this serve my body? Because what I eat today is going to show up tomorrow and the week after and the week after and the week after. So the decisions that I make now, and I teach people, make the decisions based on how you want to look, how you want to feel, and how you want to show up. How do you want to show up in this world? Because the the food is just is a is a is a means to an end. It's the it is not the end. Yes. So if we stay focused on the end, if we stay focused on how we want to look, how we want to feel, how we want to show up, and eat according to that, and stay and just stay in in that in that place of joy, right? When you think about how happy you are when you wear whatever you want to wear or how happy you are when you see whoever you want to see or you want to think about how happy you are when you get all the compliments, if you stay in that, it makes it easier to turn down the french fries with chili sauce. That's right. (laughs) You got to know your why. Mm -hmm. You have got to know your why. Yeah. and, and you know what, Gabby? You got to know why Why your why is your why. Yeah. Your, your, li- your list of whys, your list of whys needs to be longer and stronger and more compelling than the food in front of you. And that, that's when I, when, I, when, I, when I say I teach people how to find, fight, rewrite, and replace their food stories, that, 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 that's the replacement part. That's the replacement part. Just have a long, long list. Have all the stories that you can think of of why making a better choice is what you want to do rather than being being trapped by these old stories that don't serve you. That's right. And you know, you know, this thing you're talking about, you just I know many years ago, I think maybe 2017 or so, I had this thing that I wanted to join this program to lose weight because after having my son, it kind of took me like two years. I was struggling to lose that weight. And I remember when I signed up for the program, it was December. You know, how December is, eating time, happy time, everybody eating. And people were like, how could you be starting a program right in December, you know, and all that. And I'm like, um, I do not want to start the new year with this extra weight. I want to start. I do not care. whatever, Because, hey, there is parties. There is stuff all the time. I am not, you know, it's like, yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, yeah we uh, I'm starting. <laughs> people thought I was yeah, not yeah. starting in now. December. Like, why don't you just start in January? You know how New Year is. I'm like, no. And guess what? I started in December and by January, when we were saying happy new year, I had already lost 10 pounds and girl, I took that picture and I was like, yes, I felt so good. I'm like, you know, this is, why would I wait? I mean, I still was able to control all the, you know, festivity food and all that because I knew my why I was just tired of being tired, Mm -hmm. you know, I needed Mm -hmm. to get myself and I wasn't waiting any longer, whatever time Mm -hmm. it is. So yeah, you gotta really see because uh, this peer pressure thing is for real. It's so much like, what do you want for yourself? <laughs> right, right, right. And you know what you, what you said in that, in that story, Gabby, that I love? 
It's just, you said, I lost the 10 pounds and I felt so good. Yeah. And as long as we can figure out, not figure out, but practice feeling good about any progress, feeling good, celebrating any progress and stay in that space of accomplishment and achievement and, and what that does for you, then that, that moves you to the next step. That, move, that moves you to the next step. And I will tell you this, just, I was thinking about that this morning because I plan, I plan to write about it a little later. I got up this morning, I walk almost every morning. And uh, I got this morning and it was raining and it had been raining and the wind was blowing. And my sweetie was like, are you going, you're going walking? The weather's horrible. I'm like, yeah, I'm going. And I got my umbrella and I walked. And I walked and I ran into a sign and it's, the sign said road closed. And it was, the road was closed because it had flooded. And I looked at that, I looked at that sign and I said, well, there's a grassy area. I'm just going to walk around it. So I walked up the grassy area, walked around it, got to the other side. It even stopped raining. I walked a little bit more. And the more I walked, the more I saw these puddles. And I said, I'm going to keep walking. And I stepped in the water and my sneakers got wet. Once my sneakers got wet, my sneakers were just wet. And as I was thinking, of, as I was thinking about this, Gabby, I got to tell you, I'm like, you know, I am out here walking. And what this walk is doing for me, it, it continues to build a muscle that I already have, right? It's a muscle that I already have. But to start my day with this walk, where I walk through rain, where I walk through puddles, to stay committed to how I want to look and how I want to feel and how I want to show up, you start the, you, you start the day with a sense of achievement. And so when I first started working out, and not really, I don't even really work out, all I do is walk, right? I try to work out, but I just end up walking. But when I first started out, I would do it in the morning. And I would do it in the morning because I was like, you know, if I don't do it in the morning, my day is going to get away from me. And then at night, I'm going to be tired and I won't get it done. But I know if I do it first, I'll get it done. And making that shift of choosing to invest in myself first, it, it shapes your day, right? And when you go through like this walk I did in the rain and the puddles and the wet shoes and all that today, when you come back, when I felt back, the, you, have achieved, you have achieved something before you've even started your day. And so now, you know, people ask me, do you, when you work out, well, you know, work out, work out when you can, right? You know, working out when you can is better than better than not working at all. But if you can do it first thing in the morning, then it sets you up for achieving all day long. You can take that feeling and it will fuel you through everything else. And um, when you ask that question, it just that just that's what that's what mm -hmm. came up for me. Mm -hmm. that, that that that's what came up for me. That's right. It is so I mean, that's journey the the progress the transformation all those things you know it's not going to be a straight line we're going to get hurdles but it's just you have to your why needs to be really strong to overcome those yes. hurdles <clears throat> absolutely A yeah. absolutely so that that feeling the staying in that feeling because sometimes i don't know if you notice it with your clients or the, the people that you work with is that there's something about this the expectation of I should have made more progress. All, I mean, the, all I lost was one pound. 
all I lost was two pounds. Oh, like what? Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, I mean, really one, one pound, one pound a week, a year from now is going to be 52 pounds. That's Who wouldn't be happy about losing 52 pounds? But you got to lose the first one first. Yes. It's about moving. Something yes. is happening. Doesn't happen yes. super fast, but something is happening. Something is happening. And not and comparing got... with somebody else because that's a problem too. It's about comparison too. Because yes. somebody had told them, oh, they lost this and they're like, why can't I? But your journey is different. It's yep. about Everybody... you're moving. That's what matters. Yes. Yeah. It's moving. Yeah, moving. Gotta do something. Mm -hmm. Gotta do something. Yes. You are doing something, you're getting started. That's that's where the key is there, right there. Mm -hmm. So, Michelle Pettis, would you want to tell me, I mean, kind of how, what you think has shaped you to be this woman you are today, you know, we, you know, you, you being, you know, this person helping people with food, mindset, all this stuff, you know, I know you didn't just come overnight. So how would you say, <laughs> <laughs> how, what do you say has shaped you to be this woman today? Is it from your, I want to share, you know, your victories, your struggles, all that. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I will, I will tell you this, this is, this has been a 42 year journey for me. And what I'm here to say is I want every, I want everybody, anybody, whoever wants to, whoever is ready to learn from my 42 years of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes Gabby, I look at it and, you know, my heart breaks my heart breaks for the four out of five African-American women that are either overweight or obese. And, and they are looking to food for answers that they're not gonna find in food because the only problem that food will solve is hunger. And now that I have this clarity about why the purpose behind eating, now that I, ha I have made this fundamental shift that so many need to make, I want, I want other people to make it too. I just, I want that because I know how much, I, I feel it every day. I know, I know how much joy is on the other side. I know how much freedom is on the other side. I know how much peace, power, pride, confidence. I know how, I know how much of that is on the other side when we stop using food as a substitute. And what, what, and what I see is, you know, I see women of color that are just like banging it. They are slamming it. They are bringing, they, they are achieving all sorts of things in their career and community, but they have this weight thing that they can't seem to get a handle on. I know that because it was me, right? That in spite of, in spite of, had, in spite of not being frustrated every front Monday morning when you go to the closet and nothing fits and, you, and, and you're not gonna get rid of it because you paid, too, you paid good money for it, right? In spite of that, right? In spite of wearing the same three outfits that are too tight, right? You still go in and you slay it. You just keep going back, climbing, giving it your all, giving your all to everybody, right? Giving your all. And if you're my age, or you got the people that are younger, you got maybe you have parents, you have community, you have church, serving, right? Ser serving others and serving others at a high level, but still being frustrated your inability to, to serve your body and serve yourself and get to a place where you look and feel and show up like you're supposed to. Um, so 
my my work, my journey, where I am is that I want I want to share that it's possible. I want to share that it's possible if you just make a shift. And the the turning point came for me, um, Gabby, is um, you know I had I went through multiple rounds of liposuction, liposuction, right? And I thought, man, if I if I just if I can just get close, right? I can keep it off. I can keep it off. And I did for a couple of years, but I still at a size 14 or 16, well, I was really, I was really a 16, but I was squeezing into 14s, right? All right, I was 16 squeezing into 14s. Uh, even though that's where I was, my mind was still a size 24. And so I was always in battle. I was, it was always a struggle. I was always fighting it. I, I was always feeling deprived. I was always feeling like I was missing something. And um, I, had a, I had a meltdown at a conference. And I, I, I just overate in this setting with colleagues. And while I was eating, I was like, I don't, why is this happening to me? I can't, I can't do this again. I can't continue on this cycle. I got to do something. So I went to my doctor's office and she, you know, I had a program that she used and I said, sign me up. I need, I need, I need it now. But as, as I was sitting in her office, I, I had, I had to, I had, I had to sit. I had to sit with myself, Gabby, because I had been through programs before, and I didn't need another diet, right? I had, I had been through Finfin, Fentramine, uh, Atkins. All, I, I had done the diet, the protein cookie, the diet cookie, the cabbage soup. I had, and I knew, I knew this time had to be different. I had to get off the yo-yo, and I was sitting with the questions. And I talk about this in more detail in my book. Um, why, why, what? I am missing something. There's something that I'm missing that I have got to get. There's something. And as I sat with that asking, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? A story came up. A, sto a story bubbled up inside of my spirit. And here's a story. I grew up in the country. I grew up in a farming town in East Texas. And this was back in the 90s. And we were at my uncle's farm. And he, we were, we were having watermelon. And I said, Billy, do you want watermelon? He's like, no, I don't eat watermelon. And he said, I don't eat watermelon. And I heard him. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean you don't like it? Do you not want it right now? Are you going to have some later? He said, no, I just don't eat it. Well, I'm, I'm like, you have to, there must be a reason that you don't eat it. What? And, you know, my uncle, at this time, my uncle was probably 75 years old. And so he finally told me that when he was a kid, maybe six, seven, eight, something like that, he and some buddies stole a watermelon from a neighbor's garden. And when my grandfather found out about it, his father, he wasn't happy. And, my, and the two things, my grandfather was a railroad worker and my grandfather was a church trustee. That ain't a good combination for a kid that just stole a watermelon. <laughs> nothing, nothing good is coming of that. So my uncle went on to tell me that when um, my grandfather found out about it, that he gave him a beating within an inch of his life. And, I, and at the time that he told that story to me, it, I, you know, it didn't really make the impression on me that it made when I started to 
think about what's going on with me. And when I, when I recounted that story, when I went back to that story, Gabby, I said, oh my God, that is it. That is it. It is the feeling that we associate with the food that determines how we eat it, how we consume it. And the feelings that my uncle had around watermelon were so traumatic, so painful, so severe that he didn't eat it for 70 years. For 70 years, he didn't eat it because of how he felt about it, because of the memories, because of the event, because of the experience. And when that story washed over me, that's when I started writing my book. That's when I started writing my stories, the food stories of a food addict. And I, I got it. I said, then the flip is true. When we overeat, when, we when we're craving foods, when we want certain things, it is, it is because we associate that food with pleasurable memories, memories that we want to experience over and over again. And we think it's the food it is, and it's not the food, it's the feeling. And so the secret, here's the, I'm giving you the secret sauce. I'm giving anybody that's, that's listening, here's the secret sauce. We need to separate our feelings about a food from the food itself. When we, when we can get to the point where we can make that separation, that is the first step toward freedom. That is the first step toward power, confidence, joy. That is the first step to separate our feelings from the food, the feelings that the, that a food evokes from the, from the food itself. And, and that's it. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is so, so, so good. We gotta separate the feelings from the food. Repeat, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Write it everywhere Repeat. on your Repeat. wall, all that. Because it's a lot of things. That's the thing, you know. I know before we got into recording, you know, we we're talking about the I'm saying, oh, I'm an emotional eater. It's like everybody's an emotional eater. Because like uh, me personally, um, if you know if something of course I have better control now. When I'm very happy, I'm eating a lot. When I'm sad, I'm eating a lot. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so oh. that thing of get so, that feeling so, separated from the food. That is a key thing. Mm -hmm. So 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 here, here's my, my take on us all being emotional eaters, right? It is at, at the very core of why we all eat anything is fear. It is it is fear, not even necessarily fear of hunger, but if we don't eat, if we don't satisfy hunger, then we will starve and we will die. I mean, that, I mean, that, I mean, that it is really mm -hmm. simple. I mean, it just seems kind of great. But since we know intuitively, since we know that the only problem that food will solve is hunger, then the only reason to eat is because you are hungry. And, you, and hunger tells us that our body needs food and nourishment or else we will die. <laughs> So, so like immediate emergency 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 <laughs> yes and so and so at, at, at its root that that's the purpose that that's the purpose of eating is to give us fuel so that we can so that we can live and you think about it for for people that pray before pray before they eat pray before their meals you know i'm you know i you know i try to i don't always but i, I try i try but the prayer is here's the prayer. Thank you, God, for this food. 
for the nourishment of our bodies. We say it when we pray, this food is for the nourishment of our bodies. And it's, but as soon as we end that prayer, then we take five trips to the buffet. That's not nourishing. Am I right? That, 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 that's, that's not nourishing. So in, in those few seconds, we, we, we step away from what the what, what food's true purpose is. And if we get real clear, if we get real clear on why we eat, what the purpose of eating is, then we can go and live our life. We can go and get joy where we're supposed to get joy. We can, we can go and be entertained where we're supposed to be entertained. We can go and cry and be sad with someone that can, with someone that we actually have a relationship that can comfort us. When we're frustrated, we can manage that. We can figure out what the source of that frustration is and deal with that. When we're angry, we can do that. Food won't solve any of those problems. That's Food, right. It doesn't. It, as, as much as, it, even, even when we say it, right? We, we say it and there's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, Part of it, I think, is um, the messaging that, that gets reinforced. It, um, it's, it, it's things like, um, uh, I, I can use some examples from a book, but I'm gonna use another one. So um, you, you have children, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't have children, but they, they play sports. And let's say you're, you're, you're the, um, not the den mother, that that's scouting, but you're the you're, you're the carpool, you're the car, you're the carpool mom, and you did, and you're bringing them back home from the soccer game or the baseball game or the football game, and they didn't win. And so they're all sitting in the car, kind of sad. Uh, and and you don't and you can't go back in time and make them win the game and make them be happy. All you can do is sit in their car with their little de dejected, sad eight-year-old faces and feel for them because you wish they weren't feeling that thing. And so you're driving and you say, all right, fellas, why don't we go get some ice cream? Or why don't we go get some pizza? And so, yeah, let's do that. So now everybody, everybody all, all of a sudden feels better because they've made this connection, they've made this connection to the ice cream or the food or the pizza or what have you to, to, to cure that discomfort. And so unless there's some sort of counter messaging that says it's not the ice cream or the pizza that makes you feel better, it's, it's the camaraderie. It's, 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 it's mom says she's gonna do something special for us that, that makes us feel better. Or, I mean, the same thing would happen is like, you know, if there's a conversation, oh, fellas, I know you lost the game, but you played your heart out. Y'all want to sit here and talk about it for a second? You know, let's, let's, let's shake, let's shake that off. And, you know, so the, you would get the same effect. You would get the same effect, but, but we have to go deeper. We have to go deeper to do that than we do when we say, um, chocolate ice cream, anybody up for that? You know? <laughs> That's right. So, but it, but it's, it starts in situations just like that when we this connection. And please, I'm not saying that we shouldn't go have ice cream or pizza. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that at all. Michelle said. <laughs> <laughs> but he 
it's just have to, you know, it's just the way relationship. And I know, I mean, a lot of us, you know, we do that, you know, in different things with our kids, with our situations, you know, when it's just have to, it starts from the young age, you know, all that stuff. I know food is very powerful. I mean, it brings a lot of people together, you know, yes. and all that, but it's just how we have to not to idolize the food is the problem here, you know? Yes. Um, just who, how to have the control over, you know, as I always say this thing a lot, like who is the CEO here? Is it the food or are you the one? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, and you know what, you know what, what Gabby, what makes it really hard um, sometimes is that, you know, food, food, food is, food is a love language. You know, food is how we show we care. Food is, food is how we express affection. If somebody comes to your house, you're like, can I, you know, can I get you something to eat? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you, because you, you want to, you want to show that your heart is open, that you're glad. It's like a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good icebreaker, right? It's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great icebreaker. And you want to say, you know, here, I'm, you know, would you like something to eat, something to drink? I just made this. You know, you just want to say, I'm open. I'm. It's, it's a representative of that. Yeah. And so and so you give and and offer food um, as as an expression of that. But here's the thing. If somebody feel is a people pleaser like I used to be, just because just because somebody just because somebody offered me food and thought enough of me to offer it, I would want to be appreciative and I would eat whether I was hungry or not. Just because I wanted to honor them. I wanted to, I wanted to honor their offer, you know? And so we have to get to the place where we recognize, oh my goodness, thank you so much. It looks delicious. Maybe I'll try it next time. Maybe I'll try it a little later. I'm, I'm full. I just ate. It looks beautiful. We, we have to get comfortable in saying no. I, in, my, in my course, I, t- I t- teach people a hundred different ways to say no, right? And it's all, I'll give you a secret right now. Oh, start with the compliment. That looks beautiful. You're so gracious. You're so kind. You're so thoughtful. Smells so good. Not right now. Delay it. You don't even delay it. You don't even have to say no. But but that language isn't even for the person. It is for us because we're so used to not saying no. We feel uncomfortable with it. We have to practice it. And so now I, I'm some now I just said no. That's okay. You know, no thank you. Whereas before, like three years ago, I was saying all that other stuff, right? And if something really looks good, I will say it, right? But but there are cultures. There are cultures, Gabby. If you go, somebody invites you out to dinner and you eat all the food, they're insulted because they feel like you just you just came for the food, right? There, there are cultures like where I grew up. If you come and you don't ask for seconds, they're insulted. What? The food wasn't good? You didn't like it? You yeah. know? I can't satisfy everybody. <laughs> right. But but the but the difference is it's still the food. The only difference is the story that each of those cultures have around food. Yes. And the beauty is, is that we have the power. We have the power to write our own oh. story, to rewrite these old stories about food that are keeping us overweight and obese and, and robbing us of our joy. We can rewrite our stories. Oh, yeah. yes that is so powerful i mean this is some of the things too with my clients when i work with that i bring this up you know when you it, it takes time you know it's like walking on your muscle 
you know, you are not going to, but you have to keep practicing it. You know, knowing how to, actually learning how to say no, I had to learn that too. I mean, it yes. was, because I call myself a recovering people pleaser too, but it's learning how to say no. I mean, of course, I you know food is there, um, um, commitments, making commitments, all those things, you know, and just learning how to say no without actually explaining too much. Why? Yes, yes. And being in that state, and that is one thing for me, um, you know, when all those times when um, really getting to wanting to get my weight to the place, you know, as I said, that time was a holiday time and everything. I would go to some parties and all that. I know when I was working with my coach and I was there struggling, I'm like, oh my God, I have all these parties. What will I do? Maybe I shouldn't go. She's like, no, you should go. You know, the, you will see things that you want. And, you know, you tell me, oh, you don't want to eat this. They look at you like, why not? I'm like, because it is fine. And for me too, over the years to now, you know, because I dealt a lot of GI problems. So there were mm -hmm. certain things that I would not eat because, you know, and it looks like everybody's eating it, but I know what I'm going to suffer. And I tell them I'm not eating it. Like, why? I was like, well, it's fine. I just, it doesn't work for my body. It looks good, mm -hmm. but it's not going to work for my own body. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it. And get going. I mean, some people want to know more and all that. A few people, but hey, I got to that level where I'm comfortable. Like, no, I don't want to eat this. Instead, I'm going to eat this. This would be better for my body. You know. Right. I'm right. <laughs> but it takes time. I know it's a struggle. It's not easy, but it takes time. But it's something you have to, you know, you have to advocate for your own self because Absolutely. you're not going to be able to satisfy everybody. You do one thing, Absolutely. something. By the end of the day, who is going to suffer for it? You know, of course, it might feel like it's you hurt somebody's feeling because you did not give you that delicious hot food. But again, you have to look. You know, at the end of the day, what is going to happen? I don't think the person will hold you up for that for years that you didn't eat their food. <laughs> but, <laughs> They might be angry that whole day that, hey, I know this food, I shouldn't eat it, you know? And this is the thing, they know. I know I've had some of, one of my neighbor one time, she was telling me, so I was telling her something and I was like, um, you know, yeah, you should bring me some of those, your food. She's like, Gabby, I don't know, you are so, you have all this, your criteria for food, so I don't know what to bring for you. So I'm like, okay. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But that's you know, it's, it's one of those things that you just have to see what's best for you, for your body. You know, yep. and uh, just be comfortable. Right? It takes time, but it's, it's doable. You know, <laughs> when, you, when you when you talk about uh, making the choices around what's best for you, especially when you're out. I mean, you know, who doesn't have a problem? People, people that are allergic to certain foods, they don't have a problem making the choice. Right? Oh, yeah. They know um, what is. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, it, if it's if it's peanuts, I mean, if it's peanuts, if it's yeah. nuts, if it's seafood, if it's any of that people that know mm -hmm. that I'm going to swell up, my throat's going to swell up. I'll probably die. <laughs> I'll die. I mean, they they are vigilant, right? Yes. Are, what's, what's in this? What the, I mean, and mm -hmm. they still, because that, that is their food story. Yes. Their story is, I can't eat this because it is not, it is not good for me. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing applies to everything else. The same thing applies to sugar, because mm -hmm. sugar is not food. Same, same thing applies to the fried foods. Same thing applies to the processed foods. Same thing, same thing applies. It's allergic to, you're allergic to it. <laughs> yeah. That's good for me. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, there are so many, and that's why I say, yeah, it's not good for me. Why? I do you want to know? It's not good for me. That's it. You don't have to 
to know all the details. You want to know the details? Come to my house. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And guess, and guess what? It's not good for you either. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something that, you know, I have over the year. I don't feel that anymore, you know, like, I don't know. People are like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, my my, belt, my body is happy. My belly is happy. I'm not eating that because I have one time because I for me in my my food I try to stay um, a lot of the times from gluten foods. You know I do more gluten free foods. You know and um, I mean sometimes I might find myself eating it, but I try as much as possible to stay away from it. And I know one time I went for a party they would cook they have the the uh, meat pies which you call empanadas. You know mm -hmm. and oh, I empanadas. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, so most of them, I mean, of course, it's made with regular flour. Or of course, I have developed a way not to use regular flour because, mm -hmm. you know, I like it. And I went to the party. <laughs> and of course, the party is, uh, you know, African party. We got a lot of foods of all, you know, Nigerian party. And there were a lot of foods everywhere. There was the meat pie. I think somebody was offering me the meat pie. Oh, you got me to take the meat pie. The meat pie tastes really good. And I'm like, oh, no, I, won't, I, I don't want to eat that right um, she's like, why? I was like, no, my, it doesn't do well with my belly, you know? And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'm like, no, don't be sorry. I'm happy. <laughs> I am good. I mean, there's so many other foods that I could eat, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were like, oh, sorry. Like, it's right, right, such a right. bad thing. You can enjoy. I'm like, no, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what part, part of that is? Is that in that she attached joy to food mm -hmm. she attached pleasure to food and um she wanted i guess that she wanted you to be able to experience that pleasure i mean that yeah like some, some and so again when we are when we change our food stories and what food means to us then if what it means to us is different than what it means to other people, then that's where, you know, that negotiation, mm -hmm. that negotiation comes. You're, oh, you don't want any of this? You don't want to have, because they, they view it differently. Yes. Oh, so they're all no. different. Yeah. yeah what, what's pleasurable to you is not pleasure to, pleasurable to me. It might, it might taste pleasurable, but the end effect, the, the end result is not going to be. going to suffer. Right. You're going to suffer. <laughs> not, not, not worth it. I mean that's how I that's how Gabby that that's how I feel about cheese. You know, you had you asked me what my favorite food was earlier. Uh, man, I love cheese. I mean, and I used to eat it all the time. Now I rarely eat it. I mean, cheese. I mean, I was I was a cheese snob. Cheese from all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I realized not not I realized, but I always knew that it would stop me up. But I ate it anyway. Right. I ate, I would eat it and I'm like, oh, the cheese is so good. And you, you put it with crackers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then and then uh in one of my classes, after after I stopped eating it, but in one of my classes, one of the people I coached said, you know, your food shouldn't hurt you. And it was that was just like this big light bulb. Like our food should not hurt us. Food is I mean, medicine. Mm -hmm. Food is medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, food, food is food is healing. Yes. And so, um, yeah. So now I can look at cheese and remember all the times that I used to eat it and how much I enjoyed it, but not have any desire to consume it now because it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not worth what it does to my body. And that is the thing we need to consider with all the foods you're eating. That is this food that I'm eating. Um, I mean, we have to really be very conscious, like. What I'm eating is it gonna is it helping my body or is it gonna be helping a disease or yeah. an illness? 
so it's two things the food we do you know and even the food that we some foods of course that we call healthy foods um you know sometimes you have a food sensitivity or a food allergy even though they are healthy it might not be working for you and for me too you know in my practice of course we go through this process too of determining some food sensitivities which is different from food allergy or food sensitivities um, after some months of staying away you can go back to the food um but food allergies is kind of doesn't really go away unless maybe it's from when you are a child and now your adult might go away but it's one of those things it's like there are two things one or the other is the food you know causing problem or is it healing you that you know if one can just have that touch when you are trying to pick this fruit of course it goes on with emotions as well like we've been talking or is there something you're also trying to deal with because mm -hmm. um, there's one thing I actually did a short video. It's like a little TikTok video, and I did. I said, if um, hunger is not the problem, then food is not the solution. If hunger is not the problem, then food is not the solution. you know what, Gabby? I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that on my Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna tag you on that. It's yes. <laughs> if hunger not the problem then food is not the solution food is not the solution <laughs> yeah yes. that's brilliant mm -hmm. yeah so well yeah. it's just it's a lot of things that we can we can do about this and still enjoy ourselves to enjoy food like i said i'm a foodie girl the kitchen is my happy place i'm doing all types of cooking but i know what i'm cooking you know um it's it's, it's joy it's because you know you say how could you be foodie and you're so picky about all these foods you don't eat and you say you're a foodie yes i know what i'm the, I'm the ceo of my food <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right right my 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 specialty actually with food is that you know over these years of learning stuff from you know um, health i love nutrition all these things so one of my specialty is converting all these so-called unhealthy foods and making them healthy and oh, still wow. taste and still taste delicious so you check out my youtube channel you will see some of all those foods and everything even that cheese of course i have figured out there's non-dairy cheese which of course still mm -hmm tastes pretty good you know so yes, there's so many yes. options especially now on these days so yes. many options we have now that we can yes. enjoy stuff that you know um i still enjoy food and keep healthy because people just feel like you know if some of these things are not in this food it doesn't taste good it's not good it tastes like paper no there are mm -hmm. so many things mm -hmm. using a lot of spices talking about spicing and flavoring oh yeah that's my jam um so mm -hmm. So many ways we can do things. Yeah, yeah. But you well, know, you know yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, mm. you know, it, it's. I think it's a benefit. You know, I think it's a benefit um, when food tastes good, when it when it's de when it's delicious. Yes. Because, you know, I don't know about you. When I was growing up, you know, I, you know, I tr try not to eat vegetables. I don't like them. They don't taste good. Mm. And you know, the response was, eat it anyway. Mm. Right. It's good. It's good for you. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't always, it doesn't always taste good. And then once you're full, it doesn't even matter because you're full. Yes. But, uh, but we are, we are in a place that, you know, we can add so many spices and we don't have, we don't have to have tasteless. Mm -hmm. We don't have to have tasteless choices. Yeah. It does, it does, it does, it does make it difficult mm -hmm. if, if we don't honor 
I think mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between honoring our taste buds <laughs> and, and living by our taste buds, right? Yeah, we don't yes. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. just control our life, right? So that's right. Yeah. So Michelle, I know you're probably proud of many things, but I want to just pick one thing that you're most proud of a woman today. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So I am I am most proud of getting this book written. I am mo uh, you know and it and it's you know that's a that's a that's a big question. And which of, can you mention that book name again? Yes, yes. The the title of the book is Leaving Large. Mm-hmm. And when I came out with it originally, it was Leaving Large a Food Addicts Memoir how I won a 40 year battle over obesity. That was last year. <laughs> now I just, I just shortened it now. It's still leaving large, but it's the stories of a food addict because I really wanted people to focus on the fact, on the, the food addiction piece and, and on the story. So we just did a little, we did a little rebranding on it. Okay. Um, but I, I am most proud of that. And, you know, you know I, feel, I feel like I birthed a child. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have children, so I don't know what it's exactly like to, 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 to go through childbirth, but, but I know birthing these stories, right? Birthing these stories and going back through my life, going back through 42 years of food addiction was, was cathartic, really. And it, it was, it, I'm proud that I was able to sit down and write 30,000 words mm. and to look at it and, and at the end have something that I feel like will make, make a difference for somebody else. And what makes me feel like my life has meaning, right? I, I, writing this book makes me feel like that I am, that I am fulfilling my purpose. Yeah. Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. That is so in food addiction for nothing. Mm. somebody can pick up these stories and see themselves and learn then I've achieved something and I'm super proud of that that is so amazing that is definitely a great achievement and something to be really proud of you know know, putting that story in the book um, you know just live and having it there one person will pick this and change their life you know, one it's, it's, or more. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, I, it's 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 all the stories. There's mm. there's there, there's no whole bar. You know, mm. a friend a friend of mine read it and he said, well, you know, once somebody reads it reads it, they they will feel like you they know you. Yeah. And you know the you know the thing about the, the 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 thing about the truth the truth will set you free. And this book is forty two years of my truth. And Facing those stories, rewriting them, replacing them, has been has meant freedom. Has mm. been freedom, freedom from the bondage of food. Yes. Freedom to live my life. Freedom to live my joy. Freedom, freedom to share with others who are trapped that they don't have to stay trapped. So, um, I and I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I'm 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 grateful for that. That is so amazing. Yes. So um, I know you have talked a lot about many things to encourage us, but I want us to just put it in a bowl <laughs> before we end the show today. What are some encouraging words you want to leave us with to this person listening to you today? Yeah, yeah, okay. So 
Yeah, encur encouraging words is this. Wherever you are right now on your journey, wherever you are, it is not too late. That I'm, I'm in the screen here. It is not too late. The other one is now. Now, this moment. This is this, not tomorrow, not after the holidays, not on Monday, now. And the third one is never give up. Never, even when it's hard, even when it's hard and expect it to be hard, but never give up because when you go through the hard stuff, that's where the growth is, that's where the power is, that's where the freedom, that's where the confidence, that's where the joy is, is doing it because it's hard. Those three things, now never hard, yeah. That is great, love it. Yeah. yeah. Those are things that we need to write down too, jot it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, yeah. Yeah, so now, now it's not, and it's not, too late and never give up. It's three, it's three ends. Those are the new N words. <laughs> yeah, I love those N words. <laughs> those, those, are, those are the new N words. And, yeah. and, if, and if anybody just, you know, uh, I told that watermelon story, but if anybody wants to download a free chapter of the book, they can, because there's another story that I also include. And uh, you can download a free chapter at Leaving Large leavinglarge.com and um so where are the other places that people can find you um on social yes. media and all that yes uh, you can find me on instagram at i am brand new now that's my that's why i said now earlier because i am brand i am brand new now okay. you can also find me uh i have a facebook group also i am brand new now and also on youtube on youtube uh i am brand new now youtube channel and on Sunday nights, I do a I do a, a, a talk show or streaming show, a video, a video cast. And what I do is in the group, I pay, I post up a dilemma of the week and let people weigh in on the answers. It's called a brand new take. People weigh in on the answers, and I, along with a nutritionist, a trainer, and someone in the program, we get on screen and we talk about. The solutions, the solutions to the dim, to the the dilemma, from a brand new vantage, from a brand new vantage point. Okay. So uh, you can check it out on YouTube. It's live at, on Sundays at seven o'clock Eastern Time. A brand new take. That is great. And um, any other projects you're working on? I know you talked about your book. Yes. Okay. So. Um, yeah, there, there, there is, there is, there is another project that I'm working on, but it's, it is so new that I, I kind of don't want to, I kind of don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, just, I, just, I just signed the, I just signed the contract yesterday, so um, I don't know, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it just yet. But there, just, just say this: hold on tight. There is more to come. And that's why it's good for you guys to follow her on Instagram so she can, you know, you guys can have updates too. What's going yes. on with her? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, I do offer workshops. If somebody's interested, 
Um, you can reach out to me at I am brand new now. I am brand new now at Gmail. It's, or you can um, message me in the group or in the chat when we do the show. But I do our workshops in which I teach people. I teach people, I show people who are ready how to find, face, rewrite, and replace their food story so that they can have some freedom. Yes, love that. That is so great. So I know if you guys listening, um, all these links, you I will have it. Um, if you watch it on YouTube, we will have it on the description area. I'm gonna put all these links so you can connect with Michelle. And if it's um, on the other podcast platforms like Google, Spotify, Apple, I will have it on the show notes area. So you guys check out for that, connect with Michelle because uh, you are gonna learn so much. We all need to have our own food stories. So um, I think Michelle can help us with that. So yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a blast. You know, I mean, Gabby, I am, I'm just, I, you know, I'm so happy for you and for your clients and, and the work that you do around wellness and supporting them. So, you know, my wig's off to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you so much. Yeah. This is, this is important. This is important work. This is important work. Our, our, our bodies and our health and our wellness and how it's all integrated. Yes. It is all, one thing is dependent on, on another. And we, you know, our health is our wealth. That's right. What is the use when you have all this money and you are not enjoying your health? It's not worth it. That's right. Yes. And I'm just so happy, you know, um, having women like you because we need to empower women with different things. Women, we are so powerful and we give out so many things and we need to empower women because if women are empowered, this world is a better place. You know, when they say, mama, mama not happy, nobody ends happy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we need all these things to help us through. Um, so I'm glad to have people like you too doing this kind of work as well. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely, anytime. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. And um, so I'm gonna end this episode today with my favorite quote from Maya Angelou. She says, when you know better, you do better. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for completing another episode of the Gabby You Show. I am so grateful for your support and hope you have been empowered and inspired by the stories that me and my guests have shared today. If you love what you've heard, please take a moment to forward this show to someone you know who will love it. And you can also take a screenshot of this episode and share on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at GabbyUHealthHub in the post so I can personally thank you. And I will be so appreciative if you head over to iTunes, press subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show. This is one great way you are helping me for these stories and message to reach as many women in the world. If you like to connect with me for more inspiration, healthy tips and information about working with me, you can go to my website at gabbyuhealthhub.com and on my Instagram page at gabbyuhealthhub. If you like videos like me, well, this podcast is also on video on my YouTube channel called Gabby U Health Hub TV. 
And while you are there, you can enjoy some cooking videos and some health talks there. To be featured as my guest, email me at office at gabbyuhealthhub.com. All right, until next time, remember, when you know better, you do better.